Hi, I'm Daryl Black, and welcome to the Inside Out Leadership Podcast or live stream. This is episode number 26. I'm really, really excited because the topic for this episode is the fact that leaders should not be the busiest, most hectic, uh, running around like crazy people on the team. And yet, that's kind of the, the belief that's out there. So by the end of this, we'll talk about why that belief is probably not correct. Well, why, why, never mind, probably it's not effective in the long run as from a leadership perspective. And I'll talk about a different way of thinking about it that will actually allow you to be a, an even better leader and, and build the respect with the team, build trust, have a stronger, more cohesive team, really leading you from being just like a supervisor, not the you know, somebody that's just kind of maybe going through the motions, not necessarily a supervisor, but just somebody that's showing showing up and maintaining status quo to a transformational leader, which is an inside out leader. I'm Daryl Black. I've spent, oh my gosh, 30 years uh, and counting uh, in crisis leadership situations to include hundreds of search and, res search and rescue missions, um, lots and lots of Big scale, large scale disasters, high profile, high risk, um, things like Hurricane Katrina, Canada's two largest disasters. And I'm here to help you take the lessons that I learned in those environments and you can apply them to your personal and professional lives. And in terms of inside out leadership, it actually really comes down to leading from the inside out. And when my journey began, I didn't really, I didn't realize this. And, and over those 30 years and counting, I realized that effectiveness, not just for myself, but the many, many people I worked with. And I worked with absolutely amazing people, both in emergency services and also as a project manager with a large uh, telecommunications company. I realized that those that, that led effectively, they led from the inside out. They controlled what happened on the inside, and then they were able to positively influence those on the outside. And that's really the premise of what inside uh, out leadership is, is controlling what happens on the inside, positively influencing the outside. And as I said, it's, it's a different way of looking at it. And I think it is the missing link with regard to connecting leaders and teams. And we're going to be talking a lot more about that on, you know, in future episodes. But this episode is all about this, this, this belief this kind of badge of honor that says, I need to be super busy. And I know that, you know, when I, when I worked for, you know, the large, large uh, company and you'd run into people in the elevator and the default answer, I said it, I heard it all the time. Hey, how are things going? <sighs> so busy, so busy. That was a default. Even if we were just coming off holidays, Hey, how was your holiday? Oh, busy, so busy. And I get it. I totally understand it. Um, you know, because sometimes you literally are busy. But here's the thing. We're conditioned to be thinking that the leaders, the people at the, the, the tip of the, the pyramid, if you will, should be like running around like crazy, running from meeting to meeting and staying late, showing up early and basically just shuttling people in and out of their office and and, and you know, all of this, this mumbo jumbo, you know, work hard till your eyes bleed. Well, that spills right over into the corporate environment with you as a leader. And we've, 
we've been ingrained with that, you know, whether it be social media or even within companies themselves. If, if, if I was to ever to hop on to an elevator and somebody said, um, you know, Hey, Daryl, how are things going? Oh, good. Good. I'm just kind of bouncing around a little bit for the team and uh, just being available for them. People would look at me like, what the heck is he talking about? That's crazy. Doesn't he have anything to do? He's not valuable. We're paying him too much. He doesn't care. He's detached. Uh, the list goes on and on. So the expectation is that we are busy as leaders and we should be busy. Well, and again, I get it. That's that's how we have been raised. Uh, and hard work, hard work. If you want to get ahead, hard work, hard work, hard work. Put in the hours, put in the, 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 the time, all those things. And in fact, we're rewarded for that behavior because we end up getting a cell phone, company phone. Hey, congratulations, here's a company phone. What that means is basically you can work harder for longer and more hours and outside of office hours. So, and then if you don't do that, well, the expectation is that you do. And so maybe you're slacking, maybe you're not being a good leader, maybe you're being a poor manager. So I get it. I totally, totally get it. But let's look at it a different way, shall we? When I look at, uh, you know, when, when say just for myself and we, we deploy, let's say to a large wildfire, for example, if I'm the section head, like I'm a department head, I see my job completely differently than I should be the busiest person on the team. And here's why I think that. This is why I approach it that way is because I really have a good understanding of what the leadership position is all about. The leadership position is not about doing. It is not about doing the work. It is about facilitating the doing of the work. It's about supporting the team. And we'll talk more about that. So I actually, yes, I am in a ton of meetings, a ton of meetings. But am I actually sitting there on the laptop printing out maps? No, I'm not. Am I the one that's actually going up in the helicopter? No, I'm not, typically. I'm back at the base, and I actually make sure that I am relaxing internally as much as I possibly can. Now, I'm not saying I'm sitting there with my feet up or whatever the case is, but there's a very specific reason why I think as a leader, we need to actually disengage from the tasks. And the irony is, it's kind of counterintuitive, we're actually going to be even better leaders. So it's that badge of honor. I get it. I get it. But that badge of honor is one that will actually keep you stuck. So another way of looking at it is leadership is like, uh, or a leader is like a conductor. If you were to look at a, um, like an orchestra, the conductor's job is not to play an instrument. And I can promise you that that conductor knows that music inside and out. That conductor probably even knows some of the instruments at least one instrument extremely well to the point where they could likely swap in and play the violin. They could maybe start and, and um, you know, name the instrument, play the piano, whatever it is, but that's not their job. So think about this. If that conductor was the best violin player in the orchestra, 
let's say, which often happens because in corporate environments, we promote based on technical expertise, right? So let's say then that uh, that, that conductor could play the violin better than the person um, that's currently in the orchestra. What would happen if the conductor steps down, goes and, well, two things. Let's, let's, let's look at it a couple ways. Let's say that the conductor now goes and stands behind the violin player, right over their shoulder. Okay, so replace violin player with employee or team member. Now, the conductor is reading the music and pointing out the notes. They are turning the page or they are constantly correcting. Oh, hold on, put your hand like this while the violinist is, is playing. Think about that. Well, that's what we call micromanagement, okay? So that's that's a big problem too. So micromanagement leads to you being like super, super busy. If you're wondering why you're running around a lot, ask yourself how many times are you detail-oriented? So that's one scenario. Now let's say though that the conductor knows that they're not gonna be a micromanager. They know that that's bad. So they replace the violinist. They, they kick the violinist out of the chair, okay? Conductor sits down, starts playing the violin. They know that instrument. They know it really, really well. And in fact, they probably love playing it, maybe even more than they like conducting. What will happen? What will happen to the rest of the orchestra? Yes, they will go through and they will be professionals and they'll do a really good job, depending on the caliber of the individuals. But will it be fine-tuned? Will it be coordinated? Probably not. Will people in the audience know? Maybe they will. Maybe they won't. But chances are they will. And the product is going to be less coordinated. There will be less cohesion if that conductor is sitting in that chair playing the violin. Think about that. So now when you're doing work, essentially what you're doing is you're stepping down from in front of that orchestra, which is your job, which is to coordinate and lead and you go and you sit down. Maybe it's to replace a violin player, or maybe it's to say, you know what, we need more violin players. We're running out of capacity there. And you jump in there and you pick up an instrument and away you go. That's a problem. That's a problem. And it's the same thing if you're working in an office. As a leader, you facilitate, you don't dictate. So that's really why we don't, we gotta get rid of this badge of honor where Man, I'm so busy. I'm so busy. And there's a big difference between being busy and productive. That's a whole different conversation. But even just get that out of your head that you have to be running around all the time. Now, again, I get it. I get it. People are busy. You've got things you have to do. You have to coordinate all that. That takes effort and time. Absolutely. And that is your primary job is to coordinate and facilitate. So the different way of approaching this is instead of going from run around with your hair on fire from place to place to place and, and exhausted. Think about it this way. The leader is that conductor. The leader is the conductor. You're not playing those instruments. You are making sure the entire orchestra, the entire band is doing what it needs to do from a macro level. That's your job as a leader. You're there to be anticipating problems, make adjustments on the fly. Provide the resources, 
that's your job as a leader. It's not to play the instrument. It's not to draft up all those emails. It's not to do this, 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 this. Go to, the list goes on and on. So thinking about how, how should leaders conduct themselves then, no pun intended. You know, if, if you don't want, if I'm telling you not to do a whole bunch of work, well, then what should you be doing? Again, spending your time looking after the people doing the job. So doing things like sit reps, we call them. So regular check-ins with your team. And there's a couple of questions that we've talked about previously and I'll continue to talk about. Two questions. What are you working on? How can I help? Boom, 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 boom. Bounce around at regular intervals. Support your team. Support your team. It also gives you what we call decisional space. If you're not running around like crazy, if you're not super hectic, decisional space is essentially how many people have, probably all of you, you've gone on holidays and you've had an epiphany or you're uh, in the shower or you're doing something mindless and then boom, an idea pops into your head. Well, there's a whole bunch of neurological subconscious reasons for that, but essentially it comes down to decisional space. As a leader, we, we get paid to make decisions. That's really what we do. Now, think about it. If we're sitting there drafting email after email after email, or if we're attending meetings with our subordinates so to watch over them or support them, you're not thinking the big picture. You're not thinking the big picture, so you don't have the decisional space. So an analogy would also be like headlights, right? So every vehicle has headlights, and... Envision the fact that maybe you are driving down the highway. And essentially, when you are task-saturated, right, you're doing a whole bunch of the, the, the tasks. You're not thinking bigger picture. Really, your headlights are on low beam and they're dirty, probably. So you are not looking very far down that road. You're only looking to what is immediately in front of the vehicle. Well, that's great if you're a task worker, but not if you're a knowledge worker or not if you're a leader. You need to be having the headlights on bright and cleaned off and be looking down the highway. So you're looking for the animals that are coming on. You're looking for curves. You're looking for bumps in the road. You're reading road conditions. You're planning on when you're going to be getting gas next. All of those things. And you're not driving either. You're watching. That's your job. So when you're stuck here, you're not seeing the fact that there's a sharp corner coming up. You're not seeing that there's an animal coming on the road. And in fact, you won't know until you hit it. You won't know until you roll right off the end of that road because you missed the curve, because you didn't have time to make the turn and make sure that the team was with you. That's the problem. So that's why what we call decisional space, keeping in mind that it's a big part of leadership is that decisional space and forecasting all of the issues that could be coming down the pipe. Now, those issues aren't just on the outside. Those are issues that are maybe you need to be watching for stress buildup on your team or anxiety or overload or where team cohesion isn't there. Those are the things you're watching for. You're not making sure that this email goes out by 332. You're making sure that the people that you have on your team that you're supporting have what they need, that their needs are being met. And that includes the psychological needs. 
Make sure are they taking the time off when they're on holidays? Are they on holidays or are they actually just somewhere else but doing work? That's your job as a leader, not doing the work, not doing the work. Now, if you continue down this path, think about it personally from, you know, from your own, own experience. Think about it. At the end of the day, when you go home, are you peopled out? Guilty sometimes. You know what? Work would be great except for the people part of it. Totally get it. Totally get it. And the reason being is you're, you're, you're tired of everybody's crap all the time. Right, you're tired of people not doing their jobs. You're tired of the workload and all these things. It's because you're in the moment. You're in reacting mode, and that's stressful. That's tiring. That's frustrating. You're absolutely going to get burned out if you aren't already. You're going to be overwhelmed if your task saturated. You are going to be disconnected from the team when you're doing all of the little tasks. You're not checking in with them. You're not asking the two questions. How can I help? What are you working on? You're not because you're too busy. So you're not building a connection. You're not building any mutual respect because you're not dealing with anybody. Everyone, you're just a, a group of individuals that may be uh, sitting in the same location or sitting in the same spot in an org chart. That's not a team. And as a leader, it's your job to build a team and bring the team along and bring team members along and provide feedback and coaching and mentorship. Not doing emails at 3.32, making sure it goes out. That's not your job. So you're overwhelmed. You're frustrated. You're tired. You're stressed out. You're peopled out. That's just you. And then you go home and you take it out on your family, right? Take it out on your dog. You're cranky. You're miserable. You're, you're peopled out. You're not going to contribute. You're not going to volunteer your time to coach sports or Boy Scouts or Girl Guides or whatever that might be because you're exhausted doing the actual work. There's so many reasons for you not to on a personal level. Now, what about from the team? Well, the team example, the team will be not functioning. It could be functioning, but not at an optimal level. Do you think that the team members will feel supported when anytime they try to book a meeting with you or go to see you, you're busy? Your calendar's booked, booked up. You're not there to support them. You're not there to answer questions. You're not there to remove barriers. How's that going to make your team feel? Members on your team are going to be feel completely detached, unsupported. That's going to drive stress up. And then under stress, they're going to be making decisions out of fear and not empowerment. Also on the team, you're not going to be able to identify any maybe personnel issues between team members. Maybe there's some trouble brewing. I see this a lot because the leader is too busy head down, can't see the fact that Kathy and Katie hate each other's guts and they're not even talking. Or Billy and Benny, something like that, that they're not working. They're not functioning together and they should be. You won't see that. That's a big, big problem. It's a big, big problem. Or you don't see the fact that Benny has so much work on his plate and uh, let's go Darren sitting there, feet up, relaxed, loving life. Even though he looks across his cubicle, sees poor Benny buried. Darren's like, wow, 
He's sure uh, busy. Guess what? It's not up to Benny to solve that problem. It's up to you as a leader. But if you're not watching for those things, then you're going to miss them. And then pretty soon your team will start getting frustrated. Your team members will get stressed out. Your team members are going to be overwhelmed. Your team members are going to get burned the hell out, overwhelmed, all those things, all because you weren't looking on high beams. So that's the part of leadership that we often miss. So this whole notion of being busy, 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 no, no, it won't fly. That's not your job. It's not your job. Now, again, I get it. You're busy. You got lots of things to do, but what are you busy doing? Are you busy doing the work or are you busy doing your one-on-ones? Are you busy checking in with people? Are you busy removing barriers for folks? Are you busy supporting them, providing resources, mentoring them, providing feedback? If the answer is yes, you're busy doing all those things, then good, good. Because I'm not advocating that a leader goes into the office, puts their feet up and then checks out. No, your job is different as the leader. And it is to do all of those things I just mentioned. So if you're busy doing that, thumbs up to you. Good job. Keep that shit up, frankly. So if you don't change how you're thinking, if you don't change that belief, you're going to continue going down a road. And it's not a road that's healthy. So what I'd suggest to you is, you know, I'll leave it at that. I'll leave it at that. Sign up for our uh, newsletter. Sign up for our Facebook page. It's a free Facebook page. And uh, you'll be getting weekly emails. You'll get a transcript of this podcast and a PDF version, which is exclusive to Digest um, subscribers. And uh, you'll also have access to a video vault. So basically what that means is, is you'll um, the podcast vault, which means you can log in or not log in, but you can go to a certain site, type in a search term, and then what will happen is um, you'll have the ability to search for keywords or key terms from podcasts, and it will jump right to that particular part of the video. It's pretty cool technology, mind-blowing. But anyways, I've taken enough, uh, enough of your time. So please remember, your job is to facilitate and not dictate. And think about that those headlights. Where are your headlights right now? Are they right in front of your vehicle or are they far out? If you're the conductor, are you busy playing instruments or are you conducting the orchestra? Those are really, really important points. So thank you for uh, watching and uh, we will see you next week.